This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Jetson's there, Billy did! The goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town! The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2. Huddersfield. Oi. Thank you. Champion Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Hello and welcome to the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Happy Easter and up the fucking town. The Easter weekend, typically a season maker or breaker, and town have risen up the league and find ourselves outside of the relegation zone for the first time since August, 36 games ago. We'll be gorging ourselves on chocolate eggs and probably some La Liga highlights, Mr. Cosmala, but mostly on a welcome turnaround for the Terriers. I'm Matt Shaw. With me today, I've got Johnny and the Easter Cozzy as we look back over the games against Watford and Blackburn and the news in HD1 uh, and HD2. Uh, Magic Rock sponsor this podcast, of course. So if you go to www.magicrockbrewing.com uh, and put something into that basket there, a couple of decent beers, maybe some town lager, use our code of AHTTC10 and that will get you 10% off at checkout. Okay, boys, let's get into it. So Easter came, the eggs came, the bunny came, and we got four points from two games. A fantastic turnaround from Neil Warnock's boys. The first game up, we got Huddersfield Town 2, Blackburn Rovers 2. So here are some stats for you. Huddersfield Town completed just 63 passes in this game, which is the fewest by any team on record since Opta began collating in 2013. David Kasumu had a passing accuracy of 11%. Uh, however, also at halftime, in the last five halves of football, up to halftime, I should say, Town had averaged 21% possession, but yet scored nine goals, which is phenomenal. We certainly won't be winning any style points, but 
I can tell you something, boys. Not a single fuck will be given in Huddersfield if this keeps us up from now to the end of the season, will it, Johnny? No, absolutely not. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's it's all about points, isn't it? <clears throat> not how we play. We're not looking to kind of like create a style. Warnock's not that type of manager. Nor is he probably going to be here for the long term. So it's completely irrelevant. It's it's purely about getting getting the points, but. As as we were saying before, we hit records, whether it's through blue and white tinted glasses or or not. I don't necessarily feel that watching the game feels as bad as as the stats um, show. I've had a few fans from other clubs send screenshots to me of like percentages, possession, and stuff like that. Thinking, oh, like what's what's going on? Have you won this? Have you won that game? Um, but certainly from watching the Borough game, the Watford game. And well, being at the Borough game, being at the Blackburn game, and, and watching the Watford game, I don't feel it comes across that way. Um, we've, we've been on receiving end of games where we've not been in them, and we've done 22, 24% possession, it's been horrendous. Um, and maybe because we've scored goals and it, it takes away a little bit of that, um, maybe a neutral might have a more pragmatic view than us. But I, I feel, I feel we've, we've been in games, and like if you look at the, the game today. In the first half, they only had one more shot on target than what we did, even though they've had, I mean, we only had 19% possession, so it's not yielding many more chances. The Watford game was close when you look at shots on goal versus what we did. There. And I feel we were in those games, um, less so today than, than Watford, but I don't think, it doesn't seem to come across that we're so low on possession. I don't know, like I say, opinions people might have from from watching that but I feel it's still it's still exciting to watch we're still very we're very direct yeah but we're not long ball by any means we're we're taking our chances and countering we when we when we get them um and it's it's enjoyable we're scoring goals and it okay possession is, is one thing but for me the fact we've we've, we've scored the amount of goals we've scored in these three or four games is is uncanny compared to the rest of the season and the years previous so Long may it continue. Long may it continue. I'll happily register under twenty percent possession and the lowest pass stats since records began. If we get the points, because I couldn't care less at this stage. Cosy, you're a man who's who's I won't say bro, but you're a man who's feasted upon tiki taka football, haven't you, over the last ten years? A man who goes to Spain to watch the good stuff, but you're loving this as well, aren't you? And you know that first goal kind of summed Huddersfield Town up, really. Uh, set piece delivery of Jack Radoni head back across and uh, there's a little bit of a ricochet or two and the ball flies up and there he is four goals in three games Matty Pearson baby unbelievable wild scenes uh, behind the goal as well and then we get another one that we about six minutes later and that as well but yeah it needs most but like Johnny says it's mm. really strange it's almost like we don't feel uh, you're watching I don't know, like kind of hoofball, Bob Eagles, Wimbledon, it going back even further and, and stuff like that as well. It's uh, jumping out a minute and uh, but, but quickly getting forward. I think the thing that I really like about it, and even when we were 2 0 up, I think we got a corner and, and we're sending everyone forward again. There's no one like, you know, the big boys are going up with Helix, Pearsons, even Leeds. So it's like we are looking to, you know, kind of catch in as well. And uh, it reminded me a little bit of last season with the. Uh, the set piece, lovely uh, floating corner, went it from Rodoni and then kind of headed back across. But yeah, it's uh, no, it, it's very dece- it's very strange, isn't it? Deceptive. Some of the stats, some of the stuff, it just feels bonkers. Like the last four games, the stuff that people are kind of throwing at us with the the stats, these records began, and and second half, I think they had eight shots on target. We didn't have any, and uh, 
it was always going to be a tough, uh, you know, battle to keep hold of the game in the second half as well. But I still thought we threw a few uh, bombs going forward as well, even though no shots sometimes. Still some chances. Still some chances yeah. where there was just the final ball just lacked, didn't it? The, How many the... times did we see like sixty percent possession, fifty-five percent possession in the following moment, and you were you were bored to tears? You were nothing, you know. To... Well, Father, Fathers was was pretty much. He had the defense, same same defensive side, but we never really got out. We never figured out how to get forward with it. And, oh. You know that that's really and judge. You know Jack Redoni's got the second goal. Uh, you know a nice roll, nice run by Hungbo, nice little step over, low cross. You know a football manager staple, isn't it, Johnny? Where you set your low crosses in, and it always pays dividends, doesn't it? And then Jack Redoni's in two goals, two games. Nice finish with his right foot, and you know Jack Redoni's playing in. A position which he probably wants to play in, which is as you know, a number ten or second striker, if you like, or shadow striker. If we're going to go football manager again, you know, he's he's ghosting in, and that's a really nice finish for for two and two. And you know, Uddersfield Town are keeping things simple, aren't they? That that's how we're getting out of this. You know, bothering them maybe. Danny, I think Danny Schofield certainly overcomplicated things. You know, when you look, when you think back to Yuta Nakayama playing as that inverted wing back, that uh, the, you know he was going into central midfield at one point and then out to the left and then back in. And there was so much going on at times there. And Neil Warnock just come in, got everybody believing again, everybody confident, real, you know, master man manager. Um, and he's kept things simple and that's what we do. And, you know, we, it's basic football in terms of what we do is we play the ball forward early and we try and turn the opposition. So they're facing their own goal. And then that wins you, it wins you possession or it wins you a throw in, it wins you a corner and, and it just gets you further up the pitch and then we'll throw the ball in the box. You know, we don't, we don't pass it around. We just get it in there and see what happens. I tell you it's been sensational, Matt, and, and absolutely feeding on scraps, getting kicked all over in the last few games. But again, today, he could hardly walk. There were times I thought he's injured, he's not fit. He's, Danny, he's, yeah. You know, I'm going to mention Danny Ward, absolutely sensational. I, I think if he, say, they announced tomorrow he went out for the rest of the season, I think it'd be, he could be struggling recovering from. I don't think anyone else can do what he, he does. And I think when he came back, uh, obviously kind of a, a few critics wanted it saying, you know, Danny, he's a different player, Matt. And obviously from when he was the young Danny Ward that we had the first time. And he's a clever player, isn't it? He's clever now, is Danny Ward. He's a clever player. I mean, obviously the goal will come on the Watford game later on, but I think the, he got the goal given straight away, didn't he, by the uh, the press association, but obviously ended up, you know, being uh, Mike Pearson. But, yeah, just I, I just love what he brings and as well. Well, how hard must that job be? I mean, obviously none of us are centre forwards, but you know you're barely going to touch it. And when you do, you've got to like make it stick and bring others into play. You're going to get battered, you know, kind of from behind with centre backs as well. But he just comes and he just works so hard for the team and that as well. And I don't think, I mean, I think most players at this stage of the season are very rare that they're hundred percent fit. Everyone's carrying bumps and bruises, but. Honestly, I just have to applaud the guy today because I thought he were he were absolutely sensational. Uh, you know, for so it's off the ball as well, isn't it? The amount of times he he has to run from one side or he, he's running to block a channel, he's doing that all the time. And like I say, it just it does it goes unnoticed because it's it's just part it's part of his job. The ball's elsewhere; someone else is 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 moving with the ball to block a pass and block space. But he's got to get round. He's got to get round again. And then we win possession back, and he's got to get in the space for for a flick on, which he, he wins a lot of the time. And the smart flick ons as well. He's not just getting it on and open somewhere. He knows where players are around him, so he does he does work so hard. And I I have the same fear as you. Every game, every game so far, I can remember he's had a bit of a knock or he's had a little bit of a limp. There were today where he's had a bit of a limp. You think, like I say, if he goes off, it's no disrespect to Tyron Simpson and and, and Keen Harrett, but. 
it's that would have been such a loss. It would have been such a loss. So every time he has a bit of a limp, I just if he if he watches this, just like give a thumbs up nice and early so we know it's like <laughs> just a Johnny in the kill the bank. It's a bit of pain, but he's gonna be all right in five minutes because those five minutes when he's limping around, I think I'm just I'm just looking at the rest of the games of the season thinking, well that's it then we're done, aren't we? Because no, he, he does bring something really unique and he and he works so hard and obviously he's got a great relationship with Warnock um, and Warnock kind of nailed his colours to the mass nice and early, didn't he, with Danny Ward saying that he bowled him and said, how are you feeling? Said, I was fit. He said, right, well, you're playing. And I don't think he's looked back and he's he's been an integral part, as many have, but he's been an integral part to what, what we do, how we play and um, what, what Warnock has got out of this team. Yeah. I think one thing, Matt, that seems to be different, again, it might be just deception because we, we're winning games, but when you think of the goals of Ward at Millwall, Kean Arrett against Watford and even to a certain extent today, you know, Rodoni, it's like people gambling, people kind of, you know, making runs in front of guys and stuff like that. So we've just not seen that enough and that as well. And it's almost, I don't know, I'm sure Father would say, it's almost like the lads, you don't, don't commit yourself too much because we don't want you to get caught out. But the, I don't know now, it's guys who seem to have like, yeah. it was, it was mm. a sensational goal that Karoma had it. We'll talk about off again later. But it's just like today, Rodoni, just like, Ghosted in and just kept going and going. Where I'm thinking before the Redoni of you know a month or two back or what, so they were back to the edge of the box. And then with you know Umbord had got there and they were like, who's to pass and it'd been cleared. It just it's just that confidence. And surely it's belief from Jetson and Warnock to say to these guys, come on, guys, get back it's yourself. Just, yeah, it's keeping keeping things basic. It was just a it was just a really just a straight run in, wasn't it, from from attacking midfield. And we're all about the penalty boxes now. We don't really care much for the football outside of the two penalty boxes, do we? We just, you know, yeah. defensively, we're, we're absolutely, you know, there's people throwing, Matty Pearson must have made, I think he made four blocks today, Matty Pearson. He was absolutely phenomenal in, in throwing himself in there. And anyone who's played football when it's rainy and it's cold knows if the ball is struck and it hits you around the sort of like kidney areas or the hip, it stings and it makes you feel sick, doesn't it? And he took like three of those, did Matty Pearson today. Phenomenal. Wow. Him and Brayton Diaz were worth the admission fee. Yeah, alone. good one. Sensational battle. And they're both talking to each other. I think there were just big respect there, really, rather yeah. than kind of trash talking. It, it, it were fantastic. And Brayton Diaz, how he didn't get a goal today, he'll never know because he worked his socks off just like his his team. It was just a great game, man. I've, I've got to be honest, I thought Blackburn were excellent. Mm. If I'm, you know, I thought they were very, very good. And they so impressed me at the back. They really impressed me with how they recycle possession, how quickly. They managed to play around Danny Ward and Radoni because today Warnock's tried to change the system a little bit. He's gone. Um, I was I was driving in listening to Radio Leeds and and Oggy and Matt Glennon was saying, "Oh, Town are going to line up in a four four two. And I was sat there thinking, four four two. That's a little bit unusual. And they were sort of saying Jack Radoni will be up front, and I was like, hmm, not sure about that. It sounds more like a a four two three one type system to me. But they were spot absolutely spot on. Um, Radoni and and. Uh, and Danny Ward in particular, I think, were there because Blackburn are so good at bringing the ball out from the back and so good at passing out from the back. But honestly, they, they were phenomenal at Blackburn. And, and the two fullbacks as well, Rankin Costello was all over the shop, Johnny, you were saying in, in take yeah. one of this podcast. Well, he was phenomenal. Um, and Blackburn was so quick at moving to the halfway line. And they, they essentially just pinned us in for a good 80 minutes of this game. I thought they were so good at manipulating the ball. Kaminsky's really good with his with the ball at his feet, the goalkeeper. Centre backs. There were there was a there's something in the first a, a sort of situation in the first half where we put the ball long, and the right sided centre back for Blackburn just played a first time cushioned layoff to the left sided centre back, and he just brought it straight out. And I was sat there thinking, that's that's top class, is that? That's you know Premier League. But 
the difference really between Blackburn and a Burnley, their neighbours Burnley, is that when we put the ball in the box, you could tell there was a little soft underbelly there, couldn't you, with with Blackburn? And and we sort of mixed it and matched it. And you can see maybe why Blackburn have won half their games and lost the other half without drawing much because they go for it, don't they, Cosy? They're, they're a decent side and yeah, I, I do enjoy watching them. It's honest. bizarre, isn't it? I think they've nearly won half and lost half the games. I think it's like 16 and 30. I can't remember. It's such a... They've got a weird ratio. At one point, they had a minus goal difference, didn't they, when they're like, they were up in the third place or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It were nuts. But, I mean, I don't know. I've kind of thrown it back to you. I mean, like, second half, we only had 17% ball. They had 13 shots. They had nine corners. Do you think that's just conditioned that we had 2 nil up and we were something to cling to? Or it's, how I just kind of think of it, how, how would it have pan out if it were nil-nil and stuff? Is it... Is, is it just would they have the ascendancy? Because I think I think we, we talked about possession, haven't we? We we talked oh, okay. about possession, and, and possession has been our Achilles' heel all season. Our inability to keep the ball has just been phenomenally poor, hasn't it, Johnny? For for a long time, really. It, like, yeah. Even last season, we were really poor in possession at times. Even for for a team finishing third, the amount of misplaced short passes was 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 unbelievable, really. But this games like today, we miss Lewis O'Brien so much. Because Lewis O'Brien wins you that wins so many second balls today, and not only does he win the ball, he dribbles the length of the field and gets you into the final third. You know, Lewis's passing isn't amazing by any stretch, but you know that what he would have done today, he would have dragged us from one box to the other, and you know we we miss him. And Kasumu does tries to do a similar role at times, and he did it once or twice today. But today we we missed Lewis O'Brien. Oh, we missed somebody. We miss being able to hold possession and hold on to the ball and. And yeah. that really make that that forces us backwards, and that's why I don't think this twenty percent possession is really sustainable in the long run. But in the short term, now to the end of the season, it doesn't matter. It's all about the points. But in the long run, it's not really sustainable. You will lose a lot more matches than you uh, than you win, Johnny. Yeah, you took the words right out there with um, Lewis O'Brien, and do you know what I mean they are there are rarities. I was going to say that's why he's playing where he is, but. Probably a bit of a source of chips at the moment. <laughs> we'll skim past that one. I think they he lost on his debut that. as well, didn't he? Yeah. They lost two 0 on his debut. Yeah, but I'm. Um, I mean, there's under no illusions. Lewis O'Brien will come back to English football and will certainly make a career for himself. No doubt about that. But I think we've got a lot of players who, who do a lot of things really good. We, we don't really have a player who I'd say is really comfortable in the ball. Um, I think Blackburn had a everybody in their squad. I'd say would be really comfortable on the ball. And I'm not just saying. Yeah, Lewis was fantastic getting the ball, picking the ball up out off a defender's feet and taking it right up to a striker's feet, and he was exceptional at doing that. But just being able to hold the ball a little bit, a couple of players who were ball players, you can just take it around a man, nothing's on, look to play a pass out, get the ball back, beat one man, have another look again. We we don't really do that. Um, probably because we don't necessarily have the players to, to do that. And there was times that second half where I thought we just need to impact this game a little bit because um, it was just continuous defence, 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 defence. And when we got stuff up there, there was nobody who, who you could just give the ball to. You could lie just to hold it, keep a little bit, find a pass, take it and move it. A little. There was a little bit of a window in the second half where um, we created a couple of chances and there was a the hoggy header um, came in that spell as well, um, yeah, didn't that, which, which was a, 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 gr- a good chance, but I mean, it's one of them. Um, but yeah, I do think... I think if we're looking into next season, looking how to advance this team, a player who can do that on, on ball players who, who can just keep the ball because they, they, they had everyone. <laughs> I was really impressed with Blackburn today and I think not it's not a Blackburn podcast but they've got a lot of good players there. They've built a really well-balanced team. 
and a lot of players have come through their academy as well. Fantastic, yeah. He, yeah. Tony Cars, what a guy. Recognition for, for that. And you look at some of those players, you think, yeah, if we could have one or two, someone who just, could, could just do that and could just carry the ball and just keep the ball. Um, it would have made a difference. I think that's where we do struggle against those kind of teams that are very quick, defence defense advance out. Quite a few times today, the, the centre-backs moved forward and they kept moving forward. And you could see town players not sure whether to push to the centre-back because obviously that then they've left their man, which creates a problem and a gap. Or let them keep advancing and advancing. A few times you get the fans getting a little bit, oh, someone needs to press here. Um, but it's because they're so comfortable. Um, and they were very quick, like say, to turn the corner. Everyone could receive the ball wherever they were on the pitch. Top Costello, so well. Yeah, Costello was exceptional. Um, and he's he's in left, he's playing, he's in left wing for, for the goal, but he's he's playing right back. So it just shows Jimmy how technically good they are. Um, but they've 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 worked at it and they've had a coaching for a decent period of time. Yeah. championship so that's, two, that's yeah Hyam, well, but... Hyam and Carter I think I think it was Carter I really like this number 17 Carter which I've never really heard of him before um, yeah, but, but Hyam but playing, who came for a lot of money in the summer was, was Coventry like, and yeah, yeah but that's the thing you've you got to look at we, we, we're like like Cosy said we're, we're sat here and I, when we left the ground I was I was a bit disappointed I think that's just natural when you've you, you've been to up when it's 2-2 and you've conceded so late but if you look at where Blackburn are as a club and where they've been this year versus where we are, um, and you're coming out disappointed to, to, to get a point, um, only get a point, it just shows how far we've come because I guarantee a team like that would have just wiped the floor with us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, their manager absolutely. says it's their best performance of the season. So that's yeah, they were exceptional. They're absolutely exceptional. Um, and they are, they are inconsistent and it's a shame that we've got Blackburn on absolutely on song today. Um, but we have got Blackburn absolutely on song, and we've managed to score two goals. We've defended ex- exceptionally in the sense of that last that last action to stop a goal. Can't fault players for that. Um, Vaklik, I thought, was was exceptional as well. And we've got a point, so it's it's a it's a good point. It's a good point. And as the hours go by, I'm getting happier about the point. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, I, I sold you a dream with Thomas Fastig. I kind of feel a bit guilty that. He's well, let's talk good. about the let's yeah. talk about him now, Cosy, and I, I want to throw it to you because Zach um, has written a nice little article about Josh Reco- Josh Reco- Josh Caroma's redemption, which you can now see on our website as well. But another redemption really is Thomas Vatslick, a man that you know Clem, the goalkeeper coach, really fought for, and he had a, a really slow start. And Cosy, you were or you were saying how good he was, weren't you? In because you've yeah. seen him a lot in Spain, but he looked incredibly sluggish, you know, in his debut, he, he was really slow out um, to, to the, you know, the first goal we conceded. Um, and then that video at Wigan really, you know, fans were hammering him, weren't they, as he's limping along against Wigan and then he goes off injured. Um, but now over the last month, after that Bristol City game, really, where he made that save, you know, that flying save in the first yeah. half, he's, he's really looked a lot better, hasn't he? And he's really shown what a good, a good keeper he is and or, or you know and he, he used to be amazing didn't he but he's still showing he's still got that and it was terrific today mate man of the match nine saves Incredible. yeah nine saves and six in the second half uh 15 shots they had in our box it were like the alamo on it second half it was unbelievable but like the what yeah alamo it, it felt, uh, <laughs> yeah i've always felt a bit guilty to be honest with you because obviously vastly when i watched seville was sensational and you know what seville's like it's like 34 35 degrees in february so a wet cold pouncing down day at you know the John Smith with a you know kind of a big Blackburn team and that as well you party you thought oh my god but what a performance as well I thought you were 
They were absolutely sensational. Uh, and they deserved that look uh, off the post and that. So that was an incredible. I was right at the side of that. It, it seemed to take forever. I, I would and thought it was going in and it just trickled back, didn't it? And that sort he really, I mean, even with the goal, uh, the equaliser uh, got him because he made a fantastic save from it and that as well. But again, no one, everyone were out on the feet. There was no one following up, sadly, apart from the, the Rovers player and uh, two, two really good. I think we've, we're kind of falling a bit lucky, really, Matt, to kind of have an experience because we've mentioned before, I think Villo's done a good job, but would you really want him in this pressure cooker situation? He might, he wouldn't let anyone down, but I just think he can't be experienced. And as well as what, and stuff in the air, Matt, as well, I don't feel like he, Kind of even if it's a bit small, it's, it's kind of not flapping and stuff. I, I feel confident when the, the ball's in the air as well. So I think today we saw what, what it's all about as well. And uh, to be honest, it, it, it'd have been just this for probably not for Blackburn, but for me, if that save, I don't know, it'd have pushed it and someone had cleared it away because he probably deserved the win. He were absolutely gutted. And their goal, the first goal was sensational from them. Sometimes you've just got to hold your hands up, haven't you? Tom, yeah, Lee, so, yeah. Tom Lee's were like, Where has it gone? And uh, <laughs> it would have him and Hoggy were just like, were they? Yeah, it was just sexy footballer as well, but brilliant game. But yeah, I was really pleased that he showed his two colours today and that as well. And uh, obviously, yeah, any prospective uh, people wanting to sign him next year, look at that, I think, yeah. But he's never really been fit, has he? And uh, trouble his business end, it's game after game, two games a week. And uh, yeah, we saw what we were about today with great performance. Yeah. Uh, let's let's go back to Friday then. Watford 2, Huddersfield Town 3, Young Porritts going mental in the away end. What a crazy game this. I mean, what were you guys thinking when we went 1-0 down? You know, Aspria cuts in and, and slots one in the corner. Um, Aslick, not really any chance, had he? Um, Watford on a playoff push and Wilder 1-1 at nil. Did you see what, come, what was going to come once that goes in? I don't I don't think I could say I saw what was coming, but do you know, it was weird that I just had like a weird feeling when went 1-0 down. Just like, well, it doesn't matter, does it? Because of what we've just gone and done. So I did, I, I kind of yeah I didn't I didn't think I, I didn't think it was going to be what it was but I certainly didn't think that's it game over which we've done so many times haven't we when town how many times we've seen this podcast we go one 0 down that's it game over one I didn't have that yeah I didn't have that feeling I just thought yeah there's 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 more in this game um, and uh, that's not just what I mean. It, it, it's easy to say in hindsight isn't it but I did generally yeah I thought there's certainly more. Certainly more to come. I think timing of the goals are big. I mean, like today, their goal, 46 minutes, 59 or whatever it was, and nightmare just started a second half. It sets the precedent. I think just if they'd have gone in one in front at half time, I'm thinking, you know, kind of, one, I could have got his heads up, don't get me wrong, but I think Watford, on the back of that awful display against Luton, they'll go in thinking, fair enough. But the fact that we scored when we did, it was brilliant. And Jack Redone, who hadn't scored a goal, obviously, all season until... This point, they all look proverbial London buses two and two, but beautiful finish because he still had quite a bit to do there. They were very calm and it was a bad first touch, wasn't it? Yeah. It's, <clears throat> let's let's get that stat out there. Jack Redoni, forty-two games, three thousand one hundred twenty-six minutes, and he finally scored the the first touch. Well, it wasn't a bad touch. It probably wasn't an ideal one, was it? And you've got to say, you know, it's a really nice finish. But his dad has been absolutely pivotal in Town's turnaround. He's been bringing this little figurine, hasn't he, of uh, a Coup, the god of war to the games and ever since he started doing that town have sort of like slowly turned around haven't they and so it, it feels like uh, if you're superstitious you know James Rodoni has, has been the mastermind behind this by bringing this little figurine with him to, to all the games and it was lovely as well at the end of the game to see him celebrating with his family as well there's a really nice clip wasn't there as he goes to his mum and dad and 
there's some random guy or what looks to be a random guy jumping in on it as well, which was which was all the fun of the away uh-huh. on that day. But he deserves it, doesn't it, Cosy? Because yeah. he's been so much improved. He's been so improved over the yeah. last month, and it's it's the it's the decision making really which has has improved. Before he was probably taking one touch too many, maybe trying to overcomplicate or maybe trying to do too much. But since Neil Warnock's came in, he's got him playing, like I say, basic football, do the basics, and it's all following. And it, and he he really deserves it. And he gave a really nice interview afterwards. And I tell you what's really good today. I took Charlie today, my five year old, for anyone who doesn't know. And for the last three months, he's just been, when he goes to football, he's always going on about how he wants to play like Phil Foden, et cetera. I'm going to play like Phil Foden or Man City. And I'm just like, yeah, all right. But today, he went to the game today with me. And afterwards, I was like, did you like watching anyone today? And he went, yeah, I like Jack Redoni. And I was like, right, finally, there's a there's someone from Huddersfield Town where he can finally, not aspire to, but, you know, follow and, and actually like. And I thought that was quite good. And what a nice boy, what a nice boy as well to, to I aspire to. People, yeah. mate. I know Fothering and banged on about it being a good lad, but I love humble people. I, everyone's different. Why do for different? There's people who are keen out of the fancies himself, don't they? And that's all. Come on to him in a minute. But, yeah, lovely interview. And you can't help but think, you know, Warnock says as well, is it like a lovely lad? You, you can't help but wanting people like that to do well. As, so the longer the season goes, the more frustrated he must get. But fantastic. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It feels like we've got a new signing now, uh, Matt, you know, the way he slotted it in, but just coming out on our second goal. Matt what, Pearson again. <laughs> slowest, I can't remember watching a game of football when a header has took 10 minutes to go in. It was incredible. It was absolute, I still watch it now thinking it's not going to go in or... It's going to be saved by... It's Danny Ward's phantom touch, isn't it? Which kind of throws everybody, the keeper. Oh, in I guess you'll, you'll probably know more than us being, being a keeper. But I'm, I'll watch that and just think, it's just an impossible situation, isn't it? Because you you kind of expect Danny Ward's to be able to get there. And you're like, if he can't, he can't necessarily move to try and catch the ball because he's waiting for a touch, but then there's no touch. And then he has, he's waited too long. And it just, it just it makes him look stupid, but it must but be such a possible yeah, situation because you can't... You've got to make a like, choice. You yeah. either go for the cross and you look an idiot if you're at the other side of the goal when Danny Ward sticks it down the middle where you stood. Or you just... It's, it's all about percentages, isn't it, football at times? And you've got yeah. to play the percentage. And he's obviously thought Danny Ward's going to get a touch. He doesn't. And then the ball just trickles into the far corner and makes him makes him look a bit does look ridiculous. a bit slow on his feet. Yeah, I agree. With it you hits the post it just, as well. It just looks it? like what's happened. Kisses, <laughs> kisses, what's kisses the post as well, and everyone's going mental. 
he might have looked an idiot then, Matt, but he looked an even big idiot later on in the game. I mean, what, a, what were you thinking? He'd lost, oh, he'd just lost it, hadn't he? Sometimes in life, like Cantona with the... I, can, I can't believe that that was tweeted out and there's people going, that's never a yellow card, isn't it? He's not touched him. And it's like, the intent's there to take his bloody head off. It's like, for me, oh, that's really? a straight red. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's mad. It wasn't even a second yellow. It's a straight red, is that? He's, he's lunged at Matty Pearson's head. Whether he's made contact or not is absolutely irrelevant. It's he just made contact reckless. with his... With makes it contact, yeah, yeah. With, the, with the other foot, so yeah. But it's, it, it's, it's, I'd probably it's say reckless. it's a yellow for that, and then a red for the. Uh, if you, <laughs> if you were to analyze it. it, so how you can say it's not, it's yeah, it's shocking. Oh, but it? to, to be honest, it wasn't gone. even a free kick in the first place. That Asambolonga's thrown himself on the ground, hasn't he, in front of Tom Lee's, and it's not a free kick in the first place. So if they'd have scored from that, I'd have been absolutely livid. But just before that, though, Cosy. There's a question that every Watford defender's got to ask himself, and that's there's Harat in the box. What are you gonna do? Key and Harat comes what off the bench. That one, Matt. First touch. Brilliant play from Karoma. Let's not. You know. Do you know what? If you watch, if you watch it again, it might be an own goal, but we, we won't try, we won't take it away from Key and Harat just yet. But Karoma, brilliant. He's been amazing, hasn't he? In the last month, he's you know the threat he brings, yeah. and he's completely rejuvenated our our front our forward line and everything, hasn't he? And then he's whipped the ball. Whip the ball and Kean Harrett darts, and that's a, such a Jordan Rhodes type run as well, isn't it? He's near just come on, run. and he's just made that near post run. Harrett is just—I don't think it matters at what level, he, what, what level he's playing at. He could finish at any level, could Kean Harrett. It's just about getting the chances to him, and he's made a brilliant run, and he's got his head on it, and he's deserved it. It's—it's it's a great, it's oh. a great, it's a great goal, and and you love seeing local boys. I love his interviews, me, Keen Harrod, because he's so Yorkshire, isn't he? And it's just, I love, I love watching his interviews because he's just like, ah, oh, yeah, just, just got head on ball and ball into net. It's just like, um, but he's again, he's another quite likable character, and that was apart from we'll, we'll gloss over previous. I think it's something Neil Warnock fell at Uddersfield Town that there's only Neil Warnock could sling a guy on like that with two one up. You think anyone else would go safety first, sling a defender on, experienced defender on, experienced midfielder. No, we'll sling a guy in from the B team who's kind of got pinned off by Bradford City. But like I say, we don't talk about them reasons. And Kieran Allen just does that. It's just incredible. Does it remind you of Phil Starbuck against Burnley in about 92 3, round about there, where he came on a sub for a corner, didn't he? And the ball came in and Starbuck headed it into the top corner with his first touch. Wow. Was it's like, what's your time? Like, so everyone else, you're thinking, right, 3 1, we've got that cushion. But the classic town, we have to give a goal away. And it was a pretty deflating one as well. And I agree with Warnock with City. I thought we should have Masic should have done better, but he would have big it, he hit it well, you know, somewhere longer. But and then we have our attack failure. I know obviously Batman did what he did, but he's classic, he's putting that ball on that sideline for that free kick at the end. And I'm thinking this is just a silk town all over. Why why is nothing ever seen out comfortably with his cigar in his mouth? It never happened for town. And I'm just thinking that's gonna go in and luckily it doesn't, but Honestly, the high blood pressure tablets I'm taking needs to be trebled, I think, for the running madness. He's horrendous, isn't some. he? He's horrendous. Well, the only one correction I'd just say there, Matt, I'd call it I'd call it an Andy Booth near near post run rather than a John. Andy Booth. He was he was the original, the original <laughs> near post runner. But uh, it is painful, isn't it? And like like you say, you almost think you, you sit there a few weeks ago and there's no pressure and you go into games and you're thinking, oh, no, it doesn't matter because you you still got respect for your club and you want to do well. But you, the writing was on the wall, and that that's that. And then you go on to the games today, and you're like you you excited, you're looking forward to it. And you get into like well, not not one o'clock because it was early kickoff today. But you're starting to get nervous and nervous. And it, I don't know. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be horrible, isn't it? It's gonna be it's gonna be a journey, but it's gonna be um 
stressful to say the least. But Matt, you, it's, like, it's what it comes down to. You say, mate, if you can't keep the ball, we never can. You're gonna get this no. game, game in, game out. So we've got Swansea coming up, haven't we? And Swansea are a, a masters at keeping the ball, and that's going to be an uncomfortable watch if we can't get a foothold somewhere. It's going to be. We just need to keep make sure that we can get out. It's all about the out ball and being able to get out and then stretch the game again. And we really struggled against Blackburn today to get out. And Josh Caroma did it in points. And but for me, the midfield is just so uncomfortable at passing and moving. Hoggy, bless him, he's not. A, never has been a passer and mover, has he? And Kasumu's not That's particularly good. either. But, you know, I think the only thing to sort of speak about in, in terms of the, the Watford game, what an amazing win it was as well. But no handshake at the end, Cosy. Warnock versus Wilder rumbles on. Um, I did I did watch for that and there was no... Uh, Warnock was straight out, not shaking straight hands out, with anyone. Yeah. yeah, absolutely not. It's a strange. It's, it seems to be a strange beef, doesn't it? Because it's like an un, almost an unheard of one, isn't it, Cosy? But you went on a a Watford podcast and they sort of helped set the set. Yeah, straight, I think they they like Wilder because like a bit like Warnock, he says what he thinks, and and I think they see there's got a lot of guys who don't care at the club, including the owner. So yeah, the guys had a great podcast with the guy. I think probably got super liable. I'm expecting a letter through the through the letterbox soon uh, about some of the stuff that was said. But yeah, they're. They're out of love with their team, but I kind of listened to that and thought, as much as that is, you know, they've got like Pedro, they've got Sopolog, they've got some absolute gun players. And you're still thinking, I get what you're saying, guys, but for us to go down there and, and win is a big ass. So when score yeah. came through, because I didn't watch it live and we were one down, I thought, I can see. And then incredible for us to turn it around. Yeah, it Fantastic. Was, uh, well done. Well done to town. It's been, an, it's been an unbelievable Easter, really, hasn't it? It's been, I thought, two points max. I'll, I'll be honest, I, I had us down for two points, Max. So to get double that four, I know it, it hurts a little bit, doesn't it? Losing a, a last-minute win like we did or conceding an equaliser even in the last minute. And Matt Slick, I thought, initially at the time, maybe could have pushed it away. But watching it back, it's it's actually a really good save. And fortunately, Ryan Edges has just followed it in, in the right slot, hasn't he? But four points from six unbeaten in five, are we now? It, it's Five, yeah. It's, it's, it's really superb and... You know, said it last week because you weren't on it, but fucking love Neil Warnock. Absolutely. You know, absolute legend. And Ronnie. All of a sudden, it's gone from like, there was us three back battling with Blackpool and Wigan, and can we even get above them? And then forget about anyone else above. Can we even get above them? All of a sudden, they look doomed. And we, yeah. the points deduction helped us. Mick McCarthy, who I thought would do a decent job at Blackpool. And ironically, the, uh, the old boys uh, going back. It's not Roy Hodgson worked beautifully for him on Sunday, of course. And you know McCarthy, I've worked out. I thought they'd do it do quite well. And obviously that, that I thought it'd do better. I didn't think he'd save them, but I thought he'd done well, better than what he. Well, had. when they got that goal, when that ridiculous cock up from us when when it was two, I thought they'd go on, but they never have. And uh, so all of a sudden, it looks like them two are doomed. And and now you're looking at above, and there's so many subplots in it all, and that as well. We've got Reading, who obviously we had the first last game of the season. That's 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 got me nervous. Is that Reading game yeah, the last game of the season? I still thinks of that Birmingham because I'm looking yeah. at these other teams and all this. I'm thinking, oh my god, I remember driving to that well, game. Oh, that Macari season, we got out as well. we were bottom of three oh, for ages, oh. and then we got out, didn't we? And then got yeah. sucked back in right at the death. But, so yeah, don't take anything for granted. Warnock's managed every team in England and that as well. There's always subplots called Cardiff, obviously. You know, yeah. be there. Sheffield United. It's Sheffield yeah. United and Cardiff, two of, two of the last Saturday, time. so it'll be about as uh, likeable as Putin down there. So he's going to be, <laughs> they're going to be uh, slaughtering him there. Every game, Sheffield United, hopefully they're up and 
out of it. But knowing town, it doesn't matter that shipping out might be like two days on the gas and they're being promoted because town will make it. You just know it's probably going to go to the last game and I don't want it to, but can you imagine sitting here after that knowledge doing a podcast saying, well, you know, I'll be disappointed if it goes to the last game. Shut up. We're checking it back uh, then. If we'd have been, oh, if it had gone to the last game yeah. with a sniff of a chance, we'd have been all over it, wouldn't we? But honestly, if we, I, I'm sat here thinking, if we can just make sure we're three points above Reading with a healthy goal difference at least before the end of the season, I'll be so happy. But these next two, these next two games, these next two games, I'm asking though, this is a little window now where we play two teams who haven't got anything to play for. So I don't know, Sunderland we, are just got, about. Like still kicking out. Depends what they do, doesn't it? Depends what they do when we play Swansea. But I, I, I think they're not going. They're not certainly going to desire that you saw. They're not as good at home as they today. are away from home, Sunderland. But yeah, so I think this is a little window where. Now. Yeah, this is a little window where I think if we continue, we need to, to win one of these. Well, I think. Yeah, and I think they are. I think they are winnable. Um, I'm just. I'm just trying to. And that's where I think we can we we can get some out of this, and maybe like we're in a situation where the Cardiff game you might be looking at it, the table might look differently. But I think we've got we've got two games now that you've, you've got to be targeting to get get the. Obviously, the Cardiff game is is, is a different because it's six pointer and equally a Reading game. But I'm just confident that these two games that we can we really can push on and continue that run. So hopefully, like say, we get that bit of a gap where yeah. well, you look at it on that last Reading have got. Reading have got Luton and Burnley, the next two, I think. So yeah. if we can pick up a win and, and wedge what would be five points in front, I think, is it five or four or five points at that point? I think it's four, isn't it? So if we can just get a couple, you know, get that window or that, that buffer in now, it'd be absolutely phenomenal, wouldn't it? Um, but like I say, this is the championship and you cannot take anything for granted. Reading could sack Paul Ince tonight by all accounts and therefore win the next couple of games because they might get the, the bounce because Paul Ince is incredibly unpopular there. But you know, Birmingham are uh, probably safe, but anything down from there, I think Rotherham down is probably still worried. But Rotherham have hit that magic 45 points mark now, but it probably see, it seems now that 45 might not be enough. I've so lost a lot of Rotherham, Rotherham games, Matt. The, the, Michelle Owen was saying today on Sky Sports that the average uh, team to stay up is 43 points, and it's unbelievable that we're going to have to... It's going to be more this year, yeah. More, but... I've watched Rotherham a few times. I watched the game on Friday, and and that's what made it impressive. Their midfield's good. Rotherham's midfield's really good, and Ogben is decent for them as well. Taylor there, they're, they're good, and um, I think it might get to a stage where we might need to be. I think their game against Cardiff is just before our game against Cardiff. Like, I tell you what, talk between yourselves. I'll find that, but that that game is absolutely massive. But it's being rearranged. Let's have a quick look. It's, yeah, is it is it the Cardiff. same week we play Sheffield United, or is it around the April? So. Uh, right. All right, yeah, okay. Seventh of April, and then they play Middlesbrough and Wigan away. But I think no. I, the, my only concern is, and you mentioned it before, Matt. You can't keep doing it on twenty percent, twenty position. That takes a lot of energy, a lot of guts and stuff. And Swansea, bloody hell! I don't think there's many people better on the ball in the division than than them. So again, yeah. chasing about, and I get you know, look at the table, but what have we got left? But then you know, uh, the adrenaline yeah. and, and run through a brick wall, Warnock. I think. Hopefully he'll see us through, but it is there's still so long way to go. Swansea, Swansea looked Swansea looked like they were on the beach a couple of weeks ago. They looked like they were there for, a, a, you know, they looked like that they were there for us to maybe go and win. But they've just won two games in a row and, and won well, haven't they? they? I think they won away at Cardiff, didn't they? And they won won today as well. So Swansea are, are all of a sudden clicking back in and wanting to finish strongly. And I don't think you get 
Like, do you remember in the nineties, Cosy, when you when you were down at the bottom, if you got a mid-table team three or four games from the end, you were laughing, weren't you? Because they were on the beach, and the, on the beach was a was a real thing then. I don't think that happens as much anymore. I think teams constantly push now to the end of the season. I don't think many uh, sort of just switch off do they at this stage of the season. I think maybe one or two before, but not five or six. That's right. So. That's a bit where I'm trying to work out with this Sheffield United game because. If we played them when we meant to play them, you'd have a, a like a, a full throttle Sheffield United going for second spot. More than likely, I know they've lost tonight, but more than likely they'll secure promotion by the time we play them. But I just don't like the fact we've got a game in that that midweek before the Reading game because I think the way we play, and you saw a little bit of it today, that um, it does require a lot of fitness, does require a lot of freshness. It's so much harder to chase the ball um, mentally than it is to be on the attack when, when you're tired. And now the game's moved one day closer again to the Reading game. Mm. I'm just not, I just don't know whether it's a positive or, or, or a negative, really. I guess time oh, will tell. Strange. The Cardiff I'd game's moved full... just a little bit as yeah. well, hasn't it? So, yeah. And yeah. end of the day, like you say, it doesn't matter, doesn't it? It's not, it's not going to be the be all and end all and it could swing in our favour, but I don't know. I just don't like things being tweaked and changed, and I feel oh, well, that that that's that's why I think we need we need we need a win, don't we? Yeah, I, I, I do. Next I time don't, we, we I, need a win. Let's be honest. Sky Sports are, are hoping that everything's riding on the game at Ninian Park, which is obviously worn up back to his old team. And bloody hell, I, I think I'll go and set the alarm clock for silly o'clock, and that as well. Good of the club. Don't know where that who's funding that. Uh, whether it's EFL, Sky, or anyone, or even the club, you know, to put these coaches on. I think. Because I think everyone else, well, oh my God, you know, 12 o'clock on a Sunday for such a huge game. But fingers crossed, it's like, maybe it's not as huge as it kind of looks now. But Cardiff interests me because the, obviously Blackburn, sorry, Blackpool, that, that were incredible. The three of one after next to no time. And today they must have thought Sunderland at home and again, nothing to play for. That's a bad result for them today. And their last game is again, their last game is at Burnley. And, and might you say, you just don't know, dear. Do it's. Don't know what, but remember when we went to Man City when they'd won the title and we got a point yeah, there, yeah. we'd have probably never got in a million years, would we? Oh, if they hadn't won, if they hadn't won the title, if they weren't lifting the trophy that day. Yeah. Um, so you you never know. It's we just need to concentrate on ourselves, don't we? And, and I think on Saturday, Cardiff, the, t- the lunchtime one. So hopefully, Blades can do us a favour. I've not looked. They probably got. Uh, I thought, you know, beat tonight with the uh, you know the ten men, but. Yeah, shipping out of Cardiff again. It's, it's, you can see it's interesting that the Premier League, they talk about it, don't they? Like Man City playing before Arsenal, blah, blah, blah. But again, we'll know when we go take the pitch against Swansea whether you know we can get it on against Cardiff. But it's it's unbelievable to be in this position because I've given it up. I've mentally prepared myself for relegation. It's, I know you should no. never get anything up. Rick Astley were right about when he sung it. But <laughs> obviously it's... Uh, Oh, and do you know what? Today as well, the the two the two uh, two of our best managers that take Warnock out of the equation, and probably the two best managers we've had in the last 20, 30 years, Carlos Corbran and David Wagner shafting us today with you know not winning home games against Rotherham and and QPR. It's 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 a yeah, mad. It's going to be a mad league. Yeah, mad league. The, I think the last point really before we we end the podcast is really Alan Nixon has 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 been all about town lately, hasn't he? Weekly stories from him and. This week he's linked Michael Duff, uh, the Barnsley manager, with um, our head coach position at the end of the season if Neil Warnock uh, retires as they expect or he expects. Um, see, Michael Duff, that what I've, not, I've noticed a bit of a theme in the last three weeks, really, with um, the Alan Nixon stories, and that's 
three weeks ago, it was Phil Rawlins was going to be the CEO. And then you know the week after, Mark Cartwright was going to be the director of football. And now Michael Duff's going to be the head coach. And they are all linked with the same player agency. And we know that Alan Nixon likes to get his, his info from agents. And, you know, they're all um, clients of Bezik's uh, who, have, who I believe have helped Kevin Nagel with the takeover of Huddersfield Town. So it's interesting that the information's coming out I'm not going to accuse Bezix of giving it to Alan Nixon, but it's it's interesting that, you know, it's all coming from the same agency really at the minute. And it's going to be interesting to see if they have any involvement with Huddersfield Town moving forward as well. But because their client list isn't, I wouldn't say it's particularly amazing, to be honest, a lot of it's based over in America. But so that's going to be an interesting one to follow. Um, obviously not worrying about that until the end of the season because we've still got Neil Warnock. But for me, Neil Warnock keeps us up, Cosy. Does that, is he number one above Wagner and Buxton? Yeah, someone, a big yeah. Palace fan for me, he loves Neil Warnock, so obviously did a great job down there. He says, what do you reckon, what do you think he'd stay next season if he kept you open and stuff? You know what, and part of me just wants him to ride up into the sunset. I'm sure his missus is saying the same, but... If he keeps us up, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's an easy thing. I just want that to happen, Matt. I know it sounds bad. I don't want stuff to be spoken in the same way. I didn't want Wagner to come back, which obviously... probably. No, I was the same, yeah, I was the same. I, I didn't want it, yeah. Just, I just want this amazing spectacular, you know, resurrection that he's, he's done for us and to go back there call and get his fishing done and that as well. I, yeah. I think he'd regret it to come back. And I would say to someone today, he's one of just one of those games. Met guy now, but in March, he's just going to get his phone on on February. He's just going to be a red dead. And if the clubs and stuff coming in, it, it's just incredible. I like what Kevin Nagel's bringing, Matt. I mean, obviously it's not, he's going to come out and go through, but I like his tweets, his social media, very engaging and stuff like that as well. And, uh, it kind of makes me mad. I mean, some of the people that even want to come out of the stadium to come to games and this madman, and, and it sounds like we've got a lot of Sacramento fans on board. They're getting up at half four to watch some of our games and it's it's good, isn't it? It's like he's trying to build this uh, kind of dual support in it, you know, over there to build us. Yeah, I've, I've, I've watched a couple of their highlights as well. They, they, they won 5-4 the other day, so I thought I'd have a look at that and it was it was yeah. quite surprisingly quite decent, you know, in terms of quality as well. Future, I mean, the fact that this guy's committing, even if we, we go down, which hopefully we won't now, but it's that that's the good thing. It's not like, you know, some people, oh, if you stew, you're going to be struggling again, you know, maybe like some of the Premier League teams do. But I'm just thinking it could be an exciting future because still, so we've just got to do side of the bargain. It's, I think it could be an exciting time to be a, a town fan. But as we saw today, we had the total mixture of emotions that we go through from the joy of the, the goals to the heartbreak of the, the point to everything that in between and that as well. It's never dull being a town fan and I won't want it any, any other way. Uh, Johnny, any thoughts on Michael Duff? Just briefly. Done, done pretty no, well, hasn't he, in his two jobs? Yeah, I think he's a type of manager I think that we should we should be looking at, really. He's type of manager I'd probably want. I wouldn't want an, another Merigold manager. Um, I, I don't want someone who's absolutely brand new going to cut the teeth, which we've kind of done the last two times. It's going to want it. Um, so he, he fits the mould in that sense. I saw an um, article in the Examiner that someone um, he got asked an, he got asked about a town Lincoln interview. And he said he was out with his missus. Um, he was three pints deep, and someone came up to him and asked him about it. And he yeah, said, "I haven't heard anything about it." So, but you, he's never going to say he has even if he has, has he? But yeah, I think if take take it with a pinch of salt. But if that's the type of manager they're looking at, then then I'm I'm happy. He fits the mould of the type of manager I think um, I'd, I'd like. Um, next season, so but you never know, do you? So 
Yeah, we go. So it could all change. Yeah, could all change think, depending think, on how they do and how we do. Yeah, exactly. It's all up in exactly. The and I think I don't think he could answer the question. I said, "Would you take it?" I think he'd say, "Let's see what happens into the season um, and, and see where they are." But we're a bigger club than Barnsley, so surely he'd want to come. Matt, don't you think it's? I'll get clipped out by Barnsley fans <laughs> if they pass us now next season. <laughs> don't, that, don't, don't you think the fixtures are so weird these days? What whatever happened to home and away? Home and away. It's like three aways, two homes. It's, it's so frustrating. I've never known a season like it when you've got such imbalance between like it's that bloody World Cup in it. Yeah, condensed everything and made it all mental. And yeah. Sheffield United have got the semi final of the FA Cup, which has obviously moved that game as well, hasn't it? But got to sleep tonight just looking at that table, and uh, you don't guarantee anything. But we're in the argument now, aren't we? And uh, yeah, it's much better. Five points or so, and you would you would have it. I think that's that's it for for us this week, isn't it? So. Um, Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you to Magic Rock for sponsoring. Whether you're um whether it's a happy Easter, Passover, or Ramadan, we love you all. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. There's a team. That is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all the while Upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily And every goal Shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, muck nugget share box, spot on. Order muck delivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.